you know what i'm going to share something today which is off topic and you might be wondering <laughs> why am i saying this so at solution set we have a weekly town hall and during this weekly town hall we have this amazing thing called open mic and during this open mic one person every week gets to present whatever they like to present okay so some people have done singing some people have played guitar some people have done some presentation some people have done some uh, a lot of things have happened today it was my turn today i mean we'll be watching on saturday friday night it was my turn and i made a presentation on uh, one verses uh, one sloka from gita which is you guessed it right karmanevadhikaraste ma phalesu kadachana so i'm like i made a presentation and i think it, it it's really nice and i wanted to share with you because i have spent like a week trying to put this together and it has turned out so well that i didn't want to hold it back and i wanted to share this with everybody so let me go straight away and share this let me add you one uh, add one more thing here though that while preparing for this presentation i went through several videos on youtube almost everything like all tedx videos uh, all the anything that appeared for the search of karma nevadhikaraste or gita or karma i have watched everything and i have like read several articles and the funny thing is that at the very last minute like 10 minutes ago i discovered that one of the interpretations of the third line was wrong and i had to change it that's the beauty of bhagavad gita right you can you can <laughs> it's so deep that you can read it once you can read it twice you can listen to it once listen to it twice interpret it one for the first time and completely get get a different dimension the other time what i did though is i asked one of my friends who is a sanskrit teacher he is my classmate i asked him to give me the translation of every word used in that sloka in that verse and he has done the translation for me and i have included this in my presentation as well so let me share that screen and show you my presentation i'm really excited uh, people uh, who i mean obviously people from india uh, on that specialist team they knew about this they were familiar but it was new to other people so i told them up front that hey, this is going to confuse you this is going to sound like so simple but every time you try to read and interpret this you are going to get a new dimension so um, if you're familiar i hope you will uh, appreciate this i mean in india we all know this right okay here is the presentation uh, i hope you can see my screen and therefore let me increase my uh, window a little bit so that you can see more of me okay cool so my presentation goes like this i start with mahabharata saying that what is mahabharata and how it uh, happens i have collected some facts about it and if you didn't know this great if you knew this already or if i have got anything wrong please correct me on the comments so mahabharata is the longest epic ever written 100000 verses in total mahabharata is 10x the size of iliad and odyssey combined uh it happened like 5000 years ago and mahabharata itself was written like before 4th century bce and author we all know is ved vyas in the, the this greatest battle of mahabharat about 4.7 million people died and i got this somewhere from one of the podcasts 
Okay, now here is the second side of my presentation. It, it starts say, say, says that uh, it talks about the Arjun's big moral dilemma, dilemma, uh, where Arjun is at the war, war front, and Arjun is, by the way, the one of the five brothers of Pandavas who are fighting for their rightful kingdom from Kauravas, who are their cousins, and they are at the battlefield, battlefield. And the greatest of ever war, the grandest war is about to begin. But at this, at this time, at the very last minute, Arjuna gets this moral dilemma saying that, why should I fight? And what should I fight for? Like, why should I kill my cousins, my uh, relatives, my teachers, my friends? And then if I kill them in the war, what will I do with the kingdom? I think we all know this. And this is the dilemma of uh, Arjun, who is the greatest archer, greatest warrior. And at this time, his charioteer Krishna gives him this uh, Gita Gyan. So, tells him about uh, Gita, like all the 700 verses of Gita. And I picked one from that, but let's talk about some facts about Gita first. So, Gita is part of Mahabharata. There are 18 books in Mahabharata and it's, Gita is part of that. It's not a religious scripture. So, we all know that from India, but if you're watching outside India, you know that this is, Gita is not a religious scripture because it predates all organized religions known today. Any form of organized religion that we know today, Gita predates all those religions. 5,000 years ago, there was no religion, right? Many, no, none organized, no organized religion. To me, personally, this is the book of all answers. And there are 18 chap chapters in this book, in this Gita, and there are 700 verses. So, part of Mahabharata, there are 18 books in Mahabharata. Uh, in Gita, which consists of 700 verses, there are 18 chapters. This battle lasted for 18 days, so the number 18 is kind of having some significance here, right? Gita was originally written in Sanskrit and it's now available in 175 languages. So if you're outside India, if you've never been introduced to Gita before, you can go and get a copy on Amazon. Some of my teammates got it today. Okay, so like I said, uh, on my presentation, I focused on one verse from Gita, one verse, which is from chapter 2, verse 47. And you all know this. And the verse is like this. And I'm going to recite this. Um, correct me if I, uh, like, tell me in the comments if I've got it wrong. And I'm going to sing it, actually, try and sing it. Karmanneva dhikaraste maafalesu kadachana Ma karm falhe turbhu, ma te karmani. I hope I got it right. If if not, then please correct me, and I I I would I would love to be criticized. <laughs> All right, but I tried my best. I practiced this like say week long. Okay, this is the like this is how you can pronounce this in English. So for those who are not familiar with Sanskrit or in Sanskrit, I mean most of us are not familiar except my friend who teaches uh, Sanskrit in school. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, if you understand English, is the only language you understand, probably uh, you can read it out like this. Pronouncing this verse is also like very, very, uh, it gives you that very sp spiritual feeling. 
I have added and I love pronouncing this now. Okay, <clears throat> the next slide on my presentation was about, so I, I broke this down into four parts. There are four parts of this verse. The first part is Karman Neva Dikaraste, which basically means, uh, and before I go into the meaning, <clears throat> let me say this, that all the videos I have watched and all the articles I have read, everybody who has interpreted this, they said that people often get this wrong. So the usual meaning that meaning that we have in India is that karm kiye ja, fal ki chinta mat kar. Very wrong. Karm kiye ja, fal ki ikcha mat kar. Again wrong. So none of these words, the chinta and ikcha is used in uh, in this uh, in this verse, and therefore people get this wrong. This is what others have said. I'm I'm not saying this. <clears throat> okay. So the meaning of it. Uh, and one more thing before that, actually. So, if you are not familiar with Gita or, or this verse, please understand that there, are, there is very deep meaning. At first, when you read it or listen to it, it's going to sound so simple. Yeah, I know this. It's very simple. But then, you don't get it or you get it wrong. And therefore, every time that from that point onwards you read, or try to interpret it, in, interpret this, you will get a new meaning out of it or new dimension of it. So um, it's very deep, <laughs> and I hope I can I can do the justice of translation. Okay. So the first part is karman nevadikaraste. The meaning is you have only the right to perform your duty. Uh, again, the word duty came. The word duty is used several times on, on several interpretations, and it's wrong. And I corrected it. It's not duty, it's action. Duty means dharma. What is your duty? It's not karma. Um, so, karman neva dhikaraste means you have only the right to perform your actions. And therefore, you can choose your actions. There is, there is a meaning to it. Please understand that you have the right to perform your actions. And therefore, you can choose the actions. So, you own it. What you are doing, you should own it. That's the that's the meaning I have got. But but you don't have, and this is the second part of it. Ma falesu kadachana, which means you have the right to perform your action, but you don't have the right to the fruits of your action. You're not entitled to the fruits of your action. So although you have every right to perform your action and that's your duty to perform your action you are not entitled to the fruit of your action why because the fruit of your action or the outcome of your action depends on so many things there are so many variables attached to it that you can't control it it's not in your control the only thing you can control is your action and therefore you should detach yourself from the outcome of the action. Now, how deep is that? Did you get it in the first, first go? Probably not. I didn't get it. <laughs> so, then the third part, it says, Ma karm fal heturbhu. The meaning of this is that your action should neither be only for the outcome or self-interest. The self-interest part I have added because I watched in one of the videos and uh, I got the interpretation. So, the literal meaning of the words, uh, this third part of the verse is, your action should not be focused on the outcome. 
you should not be doing something because you are expecting some selfish result out of it. They should just not be doing, your actions should not be self-centered. <clears throat> That's the meaning. One of them said that uh, there are different there, there are different levels of action, right? There are, there are actions that you take out of self-interest, do out of self-interest, and there are actions which are ideal actions, which is for the larger good, which is for the good of others, right? So, although you are entitled to the, sorry, let me repeat that. Although you have the right to perform your action, and therefore you can choose your action, but you are not entitled to the result of the action, the outcome of the action, Therefore, you should also not perform your action expecting self-centered result out of it. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> it's very difficult. It's very difficult you all um, to understand and explain this. But I'm trying to do this anyways because unless I do this, I will probably not understand. So if you're watching, please bear with me. I I'm trying my best. Okay, the last part of it. Mate Sangastva Karmani. The meaning of this is that nor be attached to inaction. So the third it relates relates to the third part of it, which is the second line. Second line starts by saying that Ma Karmfal Heturvu, which means your action should not be self-centered and not be geared towards the outcome of the uh, action. So the meaning is that if I if I don't want or if I if I uh, why should I do something and why sh uh, if I'm not supposed to expect the favorable results out of it why should I perform the action? Therefore, the fourth line says the last part says that nor be attached to the inaction just because the outcome is not favorable to you does not mean it's the it's not the right action and therefore you should not avoid the action because action is your duty right every living creature has to has to perform their actions it's it's how the it's how the universe works and therefore it's your duty to perform the action whether or not the outcome of the actions are in your favor let me uh, so read it one more time. Karmanneva dhikaraste. You have only the right to perform your action. Ma falesu kadachana. You are never entitled to the outcome of the action. So detach yourself from the outcome of the action, and therefore you will perform the action without any without any hope. Uh, not hope. Hope is not the right word. Without any attachment to the result, <clears throat> because what happens is that if the results is not what you expected, you get disappointed, sad, frustrated, distressed. And that's the catch. That's the catch. That because the results are not favorable, you go towards inaction. So one of the videos I watched, it explained uh, that <clears throat> the outcomes, outcome of the action is not good or bad outcome of the action is the outcome of the action. It's not good, it's not bad. Your interpretation is good or bad. So if you did something, performed some action and the result was not to your liking, you would think it's bad. 
or if it was to your liking, you would think it's good. But that's not how it is because you don't control the several other variables to the results, to the outcomes. And therefore, <clears throat> and therefore, detach yourself from the outcome and not be focused on the outcome because outcome of your action is neither good nor bad outcome of the your action is the outcome of your action and that's how simple it is like every action has some outcome every time you do some action there is an outcome of it the outcome depends on how well you perform the action so therefore and therefore and therefore your goal should be and our and my goal should be to just focus on performing our action to the best of our abilities and not be bothered about whether or not the results would be good or bad and not even think like with, because the results will be not in my favor I should not perform the action obviously you should not <laughs> take a <laughs> take an action hit your on your leg because uh, the action the, the outcome is not is, is, is going to hurt you but you choose your action because that's what the first part of the verse said. You, you can choose your action, you have the right to perform your action. So choose your action wisely, not be bothered about the outcome so much, not be attached to it, perform your duty with all sincerity and do not do something because it's only meant to benefit you and therefore do not be attached to the inaction as well. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So. I know I have confused the hell out, confused the hell out of you because I am confused. Uh, but if you have got this right, maybe let me know. Um, that's all. So what I have also done in this presentation is I have provided the meaning of every word, and I am dropping a link of this presentation by the way, whoever wants to use it. So there is a meaning of every word. I have broken down all the lines into individual words. So Sanskrit to uh, English translation is there, which can be helpful. That's all. Have a great weekend.